Hello and welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast about common genetic diversity. I'm Elliot Pollock, founder of MyXXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. In episodes 5 to 11, you'll hear me read out possibly the most extensive review of Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, to date. Published in 2018, it presents a comprehensive interdisciplinary examination of KS and highlights the importance of multidisciplinary care lasting the full spectrum of life from early childhood on. For ease of listening, we've broken it down into seven parts corresponding to seven episodes. Title, Kleinfelter Syndrome, Integrating Genetics, Neuropsychology, and Endocrinology. Authors, Gravhold et al. Publication, Endocrine Reviews, 2018. You can download the full version with elements not included here, such as tables, notes, and references on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. In this episode, you'll be hearing part four about hypogonadism and metabolic disease in KS. Many KS males go through puberty without being detected, yet hypogonadism invariably presents significant problems sooner or later. This matters for clinicians and healthcare providers because although rarely diagnosed, even in the absence of early age genetic screening, hypogonadism can be detected relatively easily and is actually one of the easiest aspects of KS to treat as well, avoiding a potential cascade of compounding lifelong issues. So sit back, keep an open mind, and enjoy. Hypogonadism and metabolic disease in KS. Although small testes are a hallmark of KS, many KS males pass through a normal or close to normal puberty without being detected. However, hypogonadism invariably presents problems sooner or later in life. Hypergonadotropic hypogonadism. Intrauterine and childhood hypogonadism. Whether hypogonadism is already present in utero is not clear. Studies point towards an altered 2D 4D, the length of the second digit, fourth digit ratio, suggesting a relative intrauterine hypogonadism. Although controversial, the 2D4D ratio has been suggested to be a surrogate marker of intrauterine androgen exposure. The anogenital distance may be a more precise measure of this, but at present there are no published data on anogenital distance in KS. Additional evidence with microphallus Cryptorchism, degeneration of seminiferous tubules, and hyperplasia of lydic cells suggest that even the KS fetus may often express lower levels of testosterone compared with male fetuses with normal karyotype. Although measurements of amniotic fluid testosterone in a small group of KS fetuses as well as infants were similar to controls. A study of 4 to 12 year olds found that a large percentage of KS children had relatively low testosterone levels and about 25% had relatively reduced penile length. In this same study, the authors found that elevated follicle stimulating hormone, FSH, and low inhibin B were associated with a worse metabolic profile, indicating 
that emerging testicular failure and subsequent elevation of pituitary hormones could be linked to the metabolic syndrome, which is prevalent among adults with KS. At the onset of puberty, which occurs at the same time as in normal youth, the testes start to enlarge, soon to be followed by shrinkage, despite elevated levels of FSH and LH, and testes size then remains much smaller than among normal adult males, with an average size of 2 to 4 milliliters, normative range 15 to 30 milliliters. Interestingly, a link between prenatal testosterone and adult facial features has been established showing that a higher umbilical cord testosterone is associated with a more masculine facial structure and that the facial morphology was seemingly unaffected by adult testosterone levels. So it would be very interesting to see if the intrauterine hormonal milieu is also revealed in the faces of KS boys and men. Adulthood. Studies of adults with KS generally describe hypogonadism as being present in most males, but many KS males in fact have testosterone levels within normative ranges, and only when incorporating an elevated level of LH does a picture of compensated or relative hypogonadism emerge. The overwhelming majority of males with KS in outpatient clinics fulfill the criteria for hypogonadism. Data from animal studies. In the two available mouse models of KS, testes weight is much smaller than in litter mates, whereas circulating testosterone was only significantly lower in aged KS mice, 41XXY. Seminiferous tubules were small and Sertoli cell only with absence of germ cells. And Leidig cell hyperplasia was present, largely emulating human data. Summary of best evidence. Data indicate that many KS males may be afflicted by relative hypogonadism much earlier in life than previously believed, and that hypogonadism is present long before the testosterone concentrations irreversibly level off around mid-puberty. Weight and body composition. One obvious reason for the low rate of diagnosis in KS males is the lack of immediately recognizable physical features. Unlike the altered physical traits in autosomal trisomy, as in Down syndrome, only subtle changes in physiognomy are found in KS, although small, soft testes that differ in quality to normal testes are an unequivocally described trait in KS populations. Typically, adult by testicular volume is less than 10 milliliters, with a mean around 4 to 7 milliliters. However, in our experience, palpation of the scrotum is not routinely carried out in the male population, and even when small testes are in fact palpated, and possibility of KS, the possibility of KS is often not taken into consideration, which could be due to lack of knowledge about KS among physicians. Also in pre-adolescent, and adolescent KS, the difference in testicular volume between KS and normal males is less pronounced, although present. Height in KS is increased with a mean of 5 to 7 centimeters compared with normal men. However, the variability in height in KS is similar to normal men. The increased height is mainly based on an increased leg length, likely caused 
by delayed epiphyseal closing due to relative pubertal hypogonadism. The same mechanism also causes a relatively large arm span, sometimes exceeding height. Increased height, however, has also been demonstrated already at ages 4 to 12 in KS boys well before normal epiphyseal fusion, pointing towards an effect of other modulators such as, for instance, SHOX gene dosage and increased number of CAG repeats in the androgen receptor. In the original description of the syndrome, gynecomastia was found in all nine subjects and was deemed a characteristic trait. Later studies have found gynecomastia to be less common in KS, representing about a third of studied individual, adult individuals, although prominent or persisting pubertal gynecomastia remains an important sign of underlying KS. In a study of 25 boys with pubertal gynecomastia, three cases of KS were identified, all having prominent 10 or greater or equal to B3 pubertal gynecomastia at a mean age of 13.8 years. Even earlier onset of gynecomastia in KS has also been observed. One recent study reported gynecomastia in 5 of 27, 18.5% pubertal boys with KS, whereas none of 16 prepubertal non-KS boys presented with gynecomastia. In a Danish study, 16 out of 34, 47% of KS adults age less than 15 years old presented with gynecomastia, corresponding well with an American study finding gynecomastia in 8 of 18, 44% KS boys under the age of 10. Although the percentages vary between studies, it is clear that persistent gynecomastia during and even before pubertal transition is a clinical sign that should lead to suspicion of KS. It may also be that gynecomastia goes undetected because many clinicians are relatively inexperienced in examining the breast area for gynecomastia. Kleinfelter et al. originally found the nine index cases to be both anesthetic and, norm and normal build as well as obese, and in our experience, men with KS do in fact come in all sizes. Indeed, newer studies do collectively give evidence to KS males as generally having increased fat mass compared with controls. In a cohort of 73 KS males, we found increased weight, hip, and waist circumference, increased total and abdominal fat mass, and increased total fat percentage compared with age match controls. Other studies have also found increased weight, waist circumference, and total fat percentage in KS males compared with controls. Studies of the KS phenotype typically find average body mass index, BMI, to be above the normal range in both adults and boys, reflecting a tendency towards overweight. However, a recent Korean study found 50% of adult KS males to be within the normal BMI range. Average BMI in KS is likely to have been increasing over the years as it has in the general population. Furthermore, it's worth noticing that BMI as an indicator of fat mass should be used carefully in KS as the increased height and lower lean body mass hampers the usability of this parameter. This is demonstrated by KS males having an increased truncal fat percentage elevated by dual energy x-ray absorptiometry for any given BMI. Testosterone treatment 
only partly compensates for this unbalance because even after replacement therapy, total fat mass, abdominal fat mass, and total body fat mass percentage is still increased in KS males compared with controls with comparable BMI. Also, one study found no change in BMI or weight after 48 weeks of testosterone undecatenate in 19 men with KS. On the other hand, data has also been presented showing no significant decrease in total body fat percentage between 48 testosterone-treated KS men and an equal number of healthy controls with comparable BMI. The unfavorable skewness of fat mass and lean mass is present already in KS boys who typically present with a BMI within normal reference range, but with underlying increased body fat and decreased lean body mass. Also, one study found higher frequency of BMI above the 85th percentile and waist circumference above the 90th percentile in pubertal compared with prepubertal KS boys. This finding, however, did not reach statistical significance, likely due to lack of power. Controversially, another study of 89 KS boys aged 7.5 plus or minus 2.4 years old did not find differences in body fat percentage or waist circumference compared with age match controls. Irrespectively, a recently published randomized double-bind placebo control study of boys with KS found lower body fat percentage in boys treated with oxandrolone, N equals 46, versus placebo, N equals 47. The boys in the placebo group were on average older and had higher body fat percentage at baseline, but the effects of treatment remained after statistically adjusting for these parameters. Both groups, however, reduced body fat percentage over the two-year follow-up period. Studies have reported other physical traits occurring more frequently in KS boys, including hypertellurism, 69%, clinodactyly, 74%, a high-arched palate, 37%, and elbow dysplasia, 36%. As with gynomastica, attendance to these subtle signs could perhaps improve the rate of an early KS diagnosis. It is practically impossible to identify men with KS by simple visual observation, as the phenotype is often indistinguishable from men with normal karyotype, and for this reason, scrotal palpation should be more routinely carried out as a simple screening tool. Furthermore, testosterone treatment induced late in life seems to have little effect on body composition as a whole. The effect of testosterone treatment early in life on the adult phenotype has yet to be thoroughly examined. Metabolic disturbances. Metabolism is classically seen as a balance between catabolism and anabolism. The relative hypogonadism in KS causes imbalance with a decreased anabolic potential, hindering muscle buildup and metabolic turnover of sugar and fat. The hypoanabolic state impels a vicious cycle of abdominal fat deposition and global insulin resistance, in the end causing increased morbidity and mortality. Although 
Short-term experimental hypogonadism does not induce insulin resistance, whereas a little longer-term, two weeks withdrawal of testosterone treatment in treated hypogonadal males does induce insulin resistance. And the issue of causality between hypogonadism and insulin resistance remains controversial. A central aspect of this vicious cycle is believed to be the development of insulin-resistant Leydig cells, further compromising the already hampered testosterone production in KS males. In vitro studies show a stimulatory effect of insulin on LH-induced testosterone production in both rat and mouse Leydig cells, and young insulin-resistant males produce less testosterone when stimulated with human curagonotropin HCG compared with non-obese men, indicating that insulin resistance also acts at the level of the Leydig cell. However, the issue of what comes first, hypogonadism or obesity, has yet to be resolved. As described previously, it seems the propensity for obesity in KS is present early on, before hypogonadism is properly stratifiable. Thus, Researchers have, in some, have some way to go before the natural history of this vicious cycle in KS is properly understood. Motor control, muscle, and strength. KS males often suffer from nonspecific motor impairments such as reduced muscle strength, running speed, agility, and coordination, and a large prevalence of essential tremor. The underlying cause for these changes is unknown. Reduced muscle buildup has been demonstrated by the finding of decreased lean body mass and intramuscular adipose tissue freeze skeletal muscle mass in untreated KS males compared with controls. In the same study, muscle strength, right biceps and right quadriceps was reduced to approximately 80% and maximum oxygen consumption to 70% in 70 men with KS compared with 70 age-matched controls. Likewise, exercise capacity expressed by workload capability and oxygen consumption were significantly impaired when, compared, when comparing 48 testosterone-treated KS males with age and BMI-matched controls. The lack of muscle buildup seems to be evident already during childhood, as one study found mild hypotonia in 62% and severe hypotonia in 15% of KS boys. A decreased muscle mass at the lower leg was especially noted. The findings, however, were not correlated to testosterone, perhaps lending to the theory of impaired cerebral motor function as an etiological factor for decreased muscle tone in KS boys. Also, in a very recent randomized placebo-controlled study, no effect was seen on strength after two years of low-dosage oxandrolone treatment in 43 KS boys aged 6.9 plus or minus 2.2 years old. No study has, to our knowledge, looked at muscular buildup in KS men versus controls following a standardized training regimen although we would expect it to be significantly impaired in KS males. In addition, it would be interesting to investigate the potential for testosterone treatment to better exercise capacity in KS males. (music) 
glucose and insulin. Plasma fasting glucose has been found to be increased in adult KS males, with more KS males in controls having fasting glucose in the pre-diabetic or diabetic range. In boys with KS 4 to 13 years, however, fasting glucose appears not to be impaired. The changes in glucose levels are followed by higher serum insulin and homeostatic model assessment insulin resistance, H-O-M-A-I-R, a measure of insulin resistance in KS males compared with controls. Hyperinsulinemia and insulin resistance in KS have also been demonstrated using a hyperinsulinemic euglycemic clamp. In this study of five men with KS, testosterone level was found to independently predict insulin-dependent glucose disposal. Testosterone treatment seems to only slightly improve fasting glucose values in KS. In one study, HOMAIR was insignificantly higher among testosterone-treated KS males compared with untreated KS males. In another study, both mean serum insulin and HOMAIR were numerically higher in treated versus untreated males, no statistics applied, and in yet another study, KS males on testosterone treatment had lower HOMAIR than the untreated group, indicating some effect of treatment. Similarly, HOMAIR but not serum insulin was reduced in a group of 56 men with KS after 18 months of testosterone treatment. Thus, the data on the effect of testosterone treatment on features of carbohydrate metabolism in KS are somewhat conflicting. Also, although some studies have demonstrated an effect of testosterone treatment on insulin sensitivity in healthy and in obese men, It is likely that the effects in KS are indirect via a long-term reduction of visceral fat mass. There are indications of a considerable genetic component as one study found that increased insulin resistance, higher HOMAIR, in KS males was related to gene dosage of the CSF2RA gene located on both the X and Y chromosomes. Interestingly, higher HOMAIR was seen when the supernumerary X chromosome was of paternal versus maternal origin. Further, a study in KS boys demonstrated insulin resistance, HOMAIR greater or equal to 2.5, in 24% of KS boys, down to an age of five years. This this lends to a significant genetic contribution rather than impairments of carbohydrate metabolism solely due to a vicious cycle of hypogonadism, induced fat deposition, and sarcopenia. However, in the same study, HOMAIR was found to be increasing with age as the relative hypogonadism becomes more prominent. Higher leptin has been demonstrated in KS males compared with controls with no effect on leptin levels after three months of treatment with intramuscular injections of an androgen compound. However, cross-sectional data show a tendency towards lower leptin after testosterone treatment when comparing untreated KS with long-term testosterone-treated KS. 
without normalization of leptin levels even after long-term testosterone. In addition, ghrelin was seen to be normalized in seven hypogonadal men, whereas four had KS after six months of testosterone treatment. A possible mechanism for insulin resistance in KS has been proposed in a study finding overproduction of CCL2, a small chemokine expressed at sites of inflammation and associated with insulin resistance in KS males compared with controls. Conclusively, larger long-term perspective randomized control studies are needed to clarify the effects of testosterone treatment on glucose metabolism and insulin resistance in KS, taking into account genetic aspects, changes in body composition, and measurement of associated hormones, including appetite-regulating hormones such as leptin. Metabolic syndrome. Although data on individual metabolic parameters in KS might be mixed, there is no doubt that ultimately men with KS are highly susceptible for developing metabolic disorders, namely the metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes. Increased prevalence of the metabolic syndrome has been demonstrated in numerous studies. In a study by Bojesen et al., 44% of KS males were classified as having metabolic syndrome, according to the criteria given by the National Cholesterol Education Program Adult Treatment Panel 3, reflecting a five-fold increased risk. This finding was corroborated in later studies using the same criteria, the International Diabetes Federation 2004 criteria and the 2009 harmonized criteria. Especially truncal obesity seems to predict development of the metabolic syndrome in KS males. In KS boys, one study found the metabolic syndrome to affect 8%, with further as much as 36% only missing to fulfill one criteria for the diagnosis. The youngest boy who met the criteria was four years old. No study has aimed specifically at evaluating the effects of testosterone treatment on preventing development of the metabolic syndrome. Still, available data are not promising. Three studies have found statistically non-significant but numerically higher rates of metabolic syndrome in treated versus untreated men with KS. For instance, one study found the prevalence of metabolic syndrome to go up from 30.8% to 38.5% after a median duration of four years of testosterone treatment. It is, of course, impossible to say if the increase would have been even greater if testosterone treatment had not been initiated and the vicious metabolic cycle had perhaps prevailed. Longitudinal studies are needed to clarify these associations. It is as well still unclear which etiological factors are the most important in causing the metabolic syndrome associated with KS. One study has demonstrated higher prevalence of the metabolic syndrome with higher expression of the differentially expressed gene CD99 associated with sex-independent induction of inflammatory conditions. Interestingly, in those KS males with the highest expression of CD99, testosterone treatment in itself was a predictor of an increased likelihood for the presence of the met metabolic syndrome. However, actual blood testosterone levels were not associated with the prevalence of the metabolic syndrome. Furthermore, in the study by 
Borsen et al., the association between hypogonadism and features of the metabolic syndrome disappeared after controlling for truncal fat percentage. On the other hand, another study found measures of the metabolic syndrome in CAS to be correlated with levels of insulin-like factor 3, a small peptide hormone secreted only in Leydig cells, and as such a biomarker of Leydig cell function, and thus indirectly testosterone production. Conclusively, the incidence of the metabolic syndrome in KS seems higher than in other populations of hypogonadal men, further lending toward a syndrome-specific genetic background. Diabetes. Consistent with other findings regarding metabolic syndrome, the prevalence of type 2 diabetes is found to be increased in KS, and studies reporting on increased prevalence of the metabolic syndrome also find higher prevalence of type 2 diabetes. Epidemiological studies of both morbidity and mortality have found an occurrence of diabetes in KS to be more than threefold increased. A clinical study of 39 men with KS found the prevalence of diabetes to be 12.5%, 130, with an early average age at diagnosis of 27.1 years and a higher prevalence than in a control group of men with idiopathic hypogonadotropic hypogonadism. Testosterone treatment did not seem to better glucose levels. The authors thus speculate that Testosterone deficiency alone cannot explain the marked increase of type 2 diabetes in KS, and it even lends to a possible effect of X chromosome dosage, as even higher prevalence of diabetes has been recorded among patients with more X chromosomes. Interestingly, occurrence of type 1 diabetes also seems to be increased. The latter finding is supported by the recent findings of autoimmune antibodies directed against diabetes-specific antigens in 8.2% men with KS compared with less than 1% of controls. Apart from this, very little is known about the development, treatment, and prognosis of type 1 diabetes in KS. Although the epidemiological data indicate that type 2 diabetes and the attendant comorbidity, for instance, could be central to the increased mortality seen in KS. No studies have been conducted to evaluate the course of the disease or the efficacy of anti-diabetic treatments in KS. One obvious reason for this is the need for large patient cohorts to be able to include enough men with KS and concomitant diabetes. Lipids. Men with KS often have dyslipidemia. In a recent German study of 132 men with KS, an unfavorable lipid profile was described with increased triglycerides and a decreased high-density lipoprotein, HDL cholesterol, compared with both male and female controls. Similar results are seen in the Danish cohort, but it could not be confirmed in an Italian study of 121 men with KS. However, Support for an unfavorable lipid profile as an intrinsic part of KS comes also from studies in boys with KS. One study found 37% of 
of prepubertal boys with KS with elevated low-density lipoprotein, LDL, and 65% with low HDL. These findings have recently been confirmed in another study from the same group, additionally finding elevated triglycerides in 16% of 93 boys with KS ages 4 to 12.9 years. Dyslipidemia was seen in 18% of KS boys with concomitantly elevated triglycerides and low HDL in another study. The only study designed to clarify the effects of testosterone treatment on lipid fractions in KS looked at treatment effects after one and four weeks, but only included 10 men with KS and showed an increase in total cholesterol after four weeks, whereas other fractions of cholesterol and triglycerides remained unaltered. Even in men with normal karyotype, the effects of testosterone treatment on lipid fractions are not clear. Although some formulations like intramuscular injections have been associated with a reduction in HDL. Comparisons of lipid fraction between untreated and treated KS adults and controls are listed for studies covering a total of 342 untreated KS males and 454 treated KS males. It can be here appreciated that substantial heterogeneity in lipid profile exists between cohorts of men with KS. However, it also seems that testosterone treatment in KS could be increasing triglyceride levels. A single study found triglycerides to decrease after testosterone treatment, but this may have been caused by selection bias, as the population as a whole at baseline had a mean triglyceride level of 117.6 plus or minus 169.9 milligrams per deciliter, whereas the subset of patients followed before and after treatment at baseline had a mean triglyceride level of 311.5 plus or minus 500.5 milligrams per deciliter. It is thus significantly higher than the population as a whole and the normal reference range less than 150 milligrams per deciliter provided by the authors. Testosterone treatment in KS seems to cause a decrease in observational studies, which precludes conclusions concerning causality. It might be that the alterations are only seen after long-term treatment and thus not observed in studies with only a few years follow-up. However, a recent randomized double-bind placebo-controlled trial in prepubertal KS boys found lower HDL cholesterol after two years in the treated versus the placebo group, P less than 0.001. Interestingly, lipid fractions in KS do not seem to be directly correlated to testosterone levels nor to certain genetic aspects, including parental origin of the supernumerary X chromosome, skewed X chromosome inactivation, or number of androgen receptor CAG repeats. Hence, the mechanism causing dyslipidemia in KS is largely unknown. Taken together, KS males present with an unfavorable lipid profile similar to what is seen in type 2 diabetes with high total cholesterol, especially due to an elevated LDL fraction with a decreased HDL fraction and also increased triglycerides. Most of the evidence concerning the effect of testosterone treatment is from observational studies and thus of low quality. 
there is a definite need for large, long-term, randomized studies to clarify the effect of testosterone on lipids and other metabolic parameters in KS. Data from animal studies. There are no data from animal studies to support the specific metabolic profile of humans with KS. Mouse models would be valuable in further studying the metabolic changes seen, especially in adult KS males. Summary of best evidence. The risk of type 2 diabetes is elevated four to six-fold. The metabolic syndrome, including overweight and frank obesity, is frequently seen, and the lipid profile of many KS males is unfavorable. Areas of controversy. It is not clear whether the unhealthy metabolic profile is intrinsic to KS and dependent on the underlying genetics or in part due to shorter or longer periods with hypogonadism or is partially explained by unfavorable socioeconomic conditions. We believe that unraveling the genomics of KS will lead to new insight and possibly identify unique pathways for the development of type 2 diabetes. Thank you for listening to part 4 about hypogonadism and the metabolics of KS. As you just heard, despite five times higher incidence of metabolic syndrome and diabetes 2, KS is rarely diagnosed due to the seeming absence of obvious visible signs. Physicians may wish to keep in mind there is at least one unequivocal sign present in all cases, uncommonly soft testes, which can be easily detected through routine scrotal palpation. Also, gynecomastia, present in about one in three cases, is a red flag. And while up to currently almost 50% of individuals with an extra X end up developing the metabolical syndrome, it can be useful to know that truncal obesity in childhood predicts possibly even higher risk and particular precautions may be required. Part 4 also dispels the long-standing myth that metabolic risk begins at puberty and testosterone supplementation is the solution. While hormonal supplementation may be essential to boost energy and libido in those extra X individuals who identify it as male, in other words, most, but not all, it is now clear metabolic risk is present well before from early childhood on. This discovery opens the hope that future early age treatments targeting metabolic issues may result in significantly better lifelong outcomes. At the time of the paper's publication, it remains unclear which specific treatments are most likely to succeed. However, the single most practical takeaway for parents of extracts children may simply be that limiting access to sugar and rewarding physical activity from an early age on is good common sense. Tune in to our next episode, part five, to hear about cardiovascular disease, bone metabolism, fertility, and sexual function. The fact is, genomics, screening, and testing are advancing at a blistering pace. It can be hard to keep up, let alone know what to do in terms of policy, awareness, screening, and care when faced with today's increasingly frequent positive diagnosis. Indeed, since this review was published, new findings have been made in the areas of testing and early intervention that could result in vastly improved lifelong outcomes, such as ones that are discussed in episodes one to four. 
Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you, listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright.